Sounds like football, baby. <laughs> What is up, guys? Welcome back into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. This is the second show of the week. I'm back in the saddle. If you missed the return episode, uh, the 10 players that Dynasty owners should avoid over or undervaluing for their redraft leagues, go check that episode out in the Dynasty Warzone feed right here. But it's good to be back for the second time this week, uh, kicking off redraft season. It is Thursday night. The Hall of Fame game is just about wrapped up. It was a wonderful display of talent, uh, as it usually is. But uh, on today's show, covering the quarterback position, going to be taking you through my tiers at the quarterback position, talking some strategy, some avoids, targets, some late-round options that I like, and those high-upside dart throws, of course. Uh, no frills here, man. This is going to be covering what you need to know. Your dynasty owners, you're plugged in. Uh, I'm just trying to help you steer you the way – uh, that will help you win for redraft for this season, Seasonal Leagues 2022. So appreciate you guys checking out today's show. If you missed any of the other content uh, from the Warzone Network, you got to be sure to check that out. So if you're just listening to the SmackDown, you're not already subscribed to the Dynasty Warzone, be sure to do that wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, one quick note here off the top, going to continue. If you missed uh, the earlier show, just want to kind of break down again what to expect here from the SmackDown through the month of August. Going to be taking you through all the positions. The QB previews, just one episode. Knock this thing out. You're going to be in good shape. Going to dive deep into the running backs next week. Two-part episode. Same thing with the wide receivers the following week. Should get you pretty locked and loaded for those drafts that you have here in early and mid-August. We won't forget about the tight ends. and We got more fantasy football goodness coming at you as well. So expect two episodes a week from the SmackDown here uh, every single week on the Warzone Network. Also, if you plan on attending the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, the 12th, 13th, 14th, uh, hit me up at KyleMonth8 on Twitter. Love to hang out, catch up with you guys, listeners of the show. Uh, it's always a good time. Went last year, uh, and it was a good time. So that equals always. Uh, but I know I'll be up there with some buddies and would uh, love to meet any of you guys out there that are listening to this show. So. Uh, with that, let's just dive right into it. Let's do this thing. Let's talk about QBs for 2022, and let's dive into the tiers. Uh, I have these guys broken up into 10 tiers. That's all 32 starting quarterbacks. Obviously, the guys at the end aren't as fantasy relevant, but let's start at the top. Numero uno in my rankings, and in a tier to himself, is Josh Allen. You know what this is. The dude's passing numbers are are still crazy. I think it was top six in attempts last last year. 35-plus touchdowns, the rushing yards consistently high. The rushing touchdowns up there as well to follow. If you are going to reach on a QB in one QB leagues, uh, Josh Allen is the guy that, that that you should be spending that pick on if that's your strategy. But we'll talk about strategy here more in just a bit. Josh Allen in Tier 1 to his lonesome. Tier 2 for me is three quarterbacks. You have Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. Herbert a little different than Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Obviously, his game is throwing it, chucking it through the air. Herbert was second in pass attempts last year with 672, 38 passing touchdowns. And one of my favorite things about Justin Herbert for this season is the continuity of the offense. Coaching staff returns. His weapons are intact. Brought back Mike Williams. Still has Keenan Allen. The outlet of Austin Eckler underneath. And if anything, even a slight upgrade with Gerald Everett at tight end. 
But even if that's a wash, Justin Herbert should be putting up stellar numbers again this season. And he's not that far behind Josh Allen, even though he is in a second tier. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, it's the rushing, man. You, you know what it is. Lamar, down season last year, right? 20 points a game, still solid at the quarterback position. He was 22 and a half the previous two seasons uh, on average. Sorry, 27 and 22 the previous two seasons. I don't think you'll see those MVP numbers again where he was at 27 and a half fantasy points per game. I think he can settle in right around that 22 uh, and give you just solid fantasy numbers based off of decent passing production, but insanely good rushing pr- uh, production. Kyler Murray, I'm not as sure about the rushing production as I am with Lamar Jackson, but the possibility is there, the upside's there, right? I think Kyler, when you look at him, still some continuity in that offense as far as the coaching staff's all there. Uh, Rondell Moore will be entering his second season. Nuke Hopkins will be out for the first six games, but then he'll be back. Uh, Zach Ertz was a nice outlet option they added late in season. He returns. And then, of course, they trade for Hollywood Brown. And uh, as long as he stays out of legal trouble, should give Kyler Murray the best weapons that he's ever had. The stat, though, with Kyler Murray, that if you are uh, if you're looking to avoid Kyler Murray, if you're looking for a reason to not put him in this tier or rank him at fourth overall, like I have him at the quarterback position, you take a look at the rushing. We saw in 2020, 133 rushing attempts, 819 yards and 11 touchdowns. The numbers were off the charts crazy. He dipped all the way down to 88 rushing attempts for 423 yards, almost half, and only five rushing touchdowns. Again, about half what he did the year before. When you take a look at those seasons and how that, how that breaks down over the last two years, in 2020, he started out like freaking gangbusters. Uh, in the first nine games of 2020, he averaged nine and a half rushing attempts per game. He averaged 67 rushing yards, and he had 10 rushing touchdowns in those first nine games. Then he got banged up. In the 20 games since, so the second half of 2020 and all of 2021, and he missed a few games in there, is that he has averaged six and a half rushing attempts per game. Again, down three rushing attempts when you compare those first nine games from 2020 to the 20 games since. Six and a half rushing attempts per game, 32 rushing yards per game, more than half, or sorry, less than half, 67 compared to 32, and only six rushing touchdowns. Again, nine and a half rushing attempts, 67 rushing yards on average, and 10 rushing touchdowns the first nine games of 2020, and then 20 games since, six and a half rush, rush attempts per game, 32 rushing yards, and only six total rushing touchdowns. He needs to return to form somewhere in between those two. He needs to be averaging somewhere in that 40 to 45 rushing yards per game, and those touchdowns need to come back just a bit. Regardless, I think Kyler Murray's passing upside gives him a little bit of a safer floor than Lamar Jackson, potentially, uh, and I love his weapons there in Arizona, but you're taking an upside pick here with Kyler Murray, and by me having him here at four, you're hoping for those rushing yards to bounce back just a bit. Moving on to Tier 3. The name that a lot of people are probably waiting for, Patrick Mahomes. He is consensus QB2 right now in a lot of places, uh, but he leads the Tier 3 quarterback pack for me and is at number 5 in my ranks. The rest of Tier 3 is Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Jalen Hurts. These guys get it done in different ways. You know what Patrick Mahomes does, and the reason for me that he takes a dip, the volume there was great last year, but the Tyreek effect is real. And as much as I love Juju Smith-Schuster, and loved being burned by him the last two years. And I'm back on the train once again. We'll talk about that when we get to the receivers. Tyreek is a freak. There's no one else like him in the league, and you cannot replace him, even with the combination of Juju and Sky Moore and MVS. It doesn't matter. Losing Tyreek Hill will hurt Patrick Mahomes in 2022. And I still like him as a safe floor option 
He had over 650 pass attempts last year. You got to love that. Uh, and he still has good talent around him. But I think lo- losing an elite talent like Tyreek Hill, you got to feel that pain just a bit. So I think that caps his upside just a tad. Will he finish over Lamar and Kyler? Possibly, probably at least one of them. But I don't think he has the upside of those two quarterbacks. So that's why he's in a separate tier. Tom Brady, he led the league in attempts, yards, and touchdowns a year ago. I know his weapons look a little bit different, but I still like the additions of Russell of Russell Gage. Uh, Julio for the eight games he'll play. And by then, hopefully Godwin will be good to go. And Godwin and Mike Evans is enough for me to keep, continue to put Tom Brady right here. And until he retires, he will be in my top 10 because I've learned better. Uh, I've been writing this guy off for six years now. Uh, Russell Wilson talked about him on the show earlier this week. I know since then the Tim Patrick ACL injury hurts, uh, but I still like his weapons quite a bit. And I think he returns to fantasy uh, goodness for 2022. And you know what Jalen Hurts is, you know, just under 800 rushing yards, the 10 rushing touchdowns, just under 21 points per game. That's solid, right? He can, he can do what Lamar, what Lamar Jackson does on the ground roughly. Right. But I just don't think through the year that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to get it done enough. I, you know, the weapons there are awesome. AJ Brown Smith and, and Goddard, you'll love it. But I mean, he didn't perform last year. Uh, through the year, and I just am suspect to trust him any higher than that. I have him ranked at QB8. I know he has the upside there. I just am baking in the risk as well, and I wouldn't take him any higher than that, even though consensus right now in ADP definitely does. Tier 4, and for me, this is the break point. If you don't get one of these guys, welcome to Streamingville. Uh, this is the uh, this is three quarterbacks that were very similar last year, If you break, if you look at the stats. I got Joe Burrow. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott, nine through 11, sitting in tier four. Start with Joe Burrow, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns last season on just 520 pass attempts. He had the least amount of pass attempts of these three quarterbacks, but the passing touchdown efficiency was obviously a plus. The dude's weapons are awesome. They're all intact from last season. Uh, 19 and a half fantasy points per game for Joe Burrow. Again, he doesn't have the rushing, so uh, you need those passing numbers to be gaudy. The one thing, if you're going to put put a negative spin on Joe Burrow's game, uh, is that of his production last season, 31.6% of his fantasy points came in just three games. The two games against Baltimore and the final regular season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those three games, he totaled just under 100 fantasy points, uh, and that led to, again, 31% of his fantasy production. Those were his only games over 22 fantasy points. So if you... I'm saying this not to poo-poo Joe Burrow. Again, I have him at nine. I like him. I love his weapons. But I don't think he has the elite upside to hop the the Kyler, Lamar, Herbert, Allen. Like, he's not near those guys for me. I'm still taking the safety of a Mahomes, Brady, Wilson over what I think is a little bit lower floor with Joe Burrow. He needs those pass attempts to go up a little bit as well if, if he's going to be in that tier for me. Um, and I just don't expect that to happen. He had a very productive season last year. I think he can put up a similar one in 2022. Matthew Stafford, I don't want to get into this too much because you also have the elbow injury now, and he will take a dip in my rankings for sure, and maybe this this point of no returns here will be uh, just two players and 10 total quarterbacks in my rankings that I feel uber comfortable with as a starter, but Matthew Stafford, 19.5 fantasy points per game, tied a career high with 41 passing touchdowns, that number's coming down. Uh, so regardless of his injury status, the Rams only had 10 rushing touchdowns in 2021. That was by far the lowest under Sean McVay. They averaged 20 total rushing touchdowns 
the previous four seasons without Matthew Stafford. It pro- the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. So I expect Stafford to some to land somewhere in that maybe 35 touchdown range, uh, and that's going to drop him just a bit. So I like him just fine here at 10 and in my tier four. Uh, right ahead of Dak Prescott, who ended up last season with 37 passing touchdowns, just under 4,500 yards on just shy of 600 pass attempts. Uh, he technically on a points per game basis was better than Burrow and Stafford last year. But if you take away that meaningless week 17 game against the Eagles, he was actually slightly below those two. The loss of Amari Cooper is a real deal. They signed Michael Gallup and he won't be ready to start the season. They brought back Dalton Schultz, which is good, but he lost a little bit of continuity there in his offense. So I've decked Prescott as a safe option, but limited upside there at QB 11. Diving into tier five. Uh, these are the guys that carry a lot with their names, but I'm not sold on them in 2022 where I feel super safe. Uh, so these four quarterbacks are Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr. You know what it is with Trey Lance. He had the 31 rush attempts in his three st- in his three games that he had significant playing time in 2021. They've committed to him. His weapons are great, but a lot a lot of uncertainty around him. And even have him at QB 12, it's the ultimate boom-bust play in this year's quarterback class for redraft leagues. Kirk Cousins, great season last year, over 30 touchdown passes, uh, eight, just under 19 fancy points per game. So just a shade under the Burrow-Stafford-Dak tier um, as far as from last season. And, you know, he's, he's still got decent weapons around him as well, but a new offense coming in. Aaron Rodgers, we all know the story, right? His wide receivers are non-existent. Uh, with him, 37 touchdowns last season was great extremely efficient for 531 pass attempts. Uh, so he had he had just a few fewer pass attempts than Joe Burrow, but three more touchdowns. He has put up monster seasons uh, the last two years on limited pass attempts. When you look at the, the years just prior to that, in 2018 and 2019, again, sub 600 pass attempts and put up 25 and 26 passing touchdowns. Without Devontae Adams, I don't think you're going to see 32 plus passing touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to settle somewhere in that 25 to 26. I'm hoping for 28 to 30. That's why I have him ranked right here, but I would be extremely concerned about taking Aaron Rodgers and counting on him as my locked and loaded QB one. He's entered streamville for me and Derek Carr in eight seasons has only thrown more than 28 touchdown passes once. That was 2015. That's a while ago. He's never averaged more than 18 fancy points in a game. And that includes last season when he had the fifth most pass attempts, plenty of volume. He totaled 23 passing touchdowns. Devontae Adams is real, but what is he worth? Seven plus touchdowns to Carr's total from last year? That would have put him at 30. That's not good enough to put him into your top 12. He's a fine streamer. His offensive weapons are solid, but I'm not taking Derek Carr any higher than where I have him right here, which is QB 15. All right, so that gives you 15 quarterbacks, five tiers. Here's where we get to the magic point in the draft and a name that I haven't mentioned yet. He's been in the news once again. That's Deshaun Watson. Before I get to the rest of my rankings, I want to just touch on Watson right here. And hopefully this will apply no matter when you're listening to this show. If Deshaun Watson is able to get through the month of August and we feel confident that his suspension is six games, I will still draft him in redraft leagues. I will take him knowing that I just have to weather the storm for the first six weeks. I got a stream. There's no teams on by till week five, so I'm good just picking my QB off the wire. And once Deshaun Watson comes back, while he's not locked and loaded top five because he's been out of football for over a year, he's with a new team, new offense, new receivers. But 
I think that he has that upside eventually. So not out of the gate, but he can be a top six quarterback when he's rolling. So if it's six games, I'm cool with Deshaun Watson. If it's more than that, no, thank you. Let somebody else burn a roster spot on him all season long. uh, And let that be somebody else's problem to deal with. Address your quarterback position, how you see fit there. So there's Deshaun Watson. I technically have him slotted in a tier by himself in tier six at 16th overall. Um, because I think anything below him, you're definitely playing interchangeable streaming options uh, throughout the year in one QB league. So there you go with Deshaun Watson. All right, moving on to tier seven. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, the sophomore quarterbacks are in this one, along with the veterans Ryan Tannehill and uh, and Jameis Winston. So that's 17 through 20 in my rankings. When you look at Justin Fields, there's a ton of question marks. I don't know how much you can really take away from his offensive production last year. He only had three games with more than 30 pass attempts. I think that turns around in year two. I wish his weapons were better. This is a team that did nothing to help him. The Bears are finally trying to emulate the Green Bay Packers by doing squat for their franchise quarterback, or so they hope. So Justin Fields, for me, you can take him right here. He's he's not. He doesn't have the upside of Trey Lance, in my opinion, based off of the coaching staff and the weapons around him. Trevor Lawrence, seventh most pass attempts last season with just over 600 in his seven team starts. He just had two games of more than one passing touchdown, but he gets rid of the vile poison that was the Jags uh, coaching staff last season, brings in Doug Peterson. They surround him with a, a multitude of wide receivers. Uh, they went for the quantity over quality route, but I still think there's enough there for Trevor Lawrence uh, to be a solid QB two for you in two quarterback leagues. Ryan Tannehill, his attempts increased slightly, but his touchdowns dropped significantly when you compare his 2020 to 2021 numbers. He had 33 passing touchdowns just two years ago. Last year, 21. Now, the crazy thing for Tannehill, he's actually had a pretty decent floor with rushing touchdowns the last two seasons with seven apiece. But his game has dipped quite a bit when you look at his first 27 starts. Uh, that covers the 2019 and 2020 season. He came in halfway through there. He was averaging 21 points per game in those seasons, 2019 and 2020. Since then, last season in 2021, he averaged 15.8. Again, I think the proof is somewhere in the middle. I think he can be a fine QB2 for a. He can probably end up somewhere in that uh, 17 to 18 range. I think if he hits that, again, he's not too far behind the likes of a Kirk Cousins or, or Derek Carr. So with Tannehill, some new weapons there with Robert Woods, the rookie Burks, uh, but and Hooper as well. But I think for Tannehill, you got to slot him in right here. And then Jameis Winston. Uh, in six starts last year, really good numbers. When you look at the 14 touchdowns, that's solid. Uh, but he only averaged 25 pass attempts per game. They only let him throw the ball more than 23 times twice. Uh, so again, new head coach, uh, like some of these quarterbacks, what are they going to let him do? Are they pulling the reins back on Jameis or are they going YOLO ball with what I think is a pretty decent set of weapons? I kind of poo-pooed Chris Olave for 2022 production on uh, the Tuesday show. So you can go back and check that out. But when you look at the, the group of weapons that Winston has to work with Michael Thomas reports are glowing. That's good. You know, it seems to be like he's, he's on track to at least return to the field of anything else. They bring in veteran Jarvis Landry. They draft Olave with a first rounder. Uh, Adam Troutman's having the camp of his life, blah, blah, blah. And Alan Kamara sounds like he might avoid a suspension in 2022. So Jameis has really good weapons around him. This offense needs to let him do his thing and he will be extremely fancy. Uh, productive as a very, very solid QB2. Tier 8. Uh, this is a group of quarterbacks that if you're in a, a 2QB or Superflex league, 
Uh, you hope that these guys probably that these guys don't have to be your starters. But at number 21 in my rankings through 25, you have two up Matt Ryan, Mac and Cheese Jones, Zach, keep them away from your mom's friends, Wilson, and Jared Goff, the star of Hard Knocks. With Tua, I've seen him taken much higher in ADP right now and in mock drafts, and the weapons are are great. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they bring back Mike Kosicki. They're doing the anti-Chicago Bears strategy here. They have a young quarterback. They want to put weapons around him, and let's see how it goes. Tua, last season, he had 48 combined points in two games against Jacksonville and Atlanta. In those two games, 48 combined points. Otherwise, he didn't have a game where he had more than 18 fantasy points last season. While his weapons weren't as good as they will be this year, and his coaching staff has changed, I'm not buying into the hype that he can somehow leapfrog and be t- and and perform at the price tag that you have to pay for him on draft day. Matt Ryan, he changes scenery going to Indianapolis. I think he's probably in for a very similar season to what Carson Wentz did last year. Maybe a little bit better efficiency, but not by much. Wentz last year, for reference, 3,500 yards, 27 uh, touchdowns on just over 515 pass attempts in 17 games. Ryan hasn't had more than 26 pass attempts. Sorry, he hasn't had uh, more than 26 pass attempts, uh, passing touchdowns, sorry, since 2018. uh, And that includes a high level of attempts. He's had over 600 multiple times. And again, no more than 26 passing touchdowns since 2018. I uh, moved to Indianapolis. His weapons are fine, but again, he's a low-end QB2 option. Mac Jones, rookie season, just over 13 fantasy points per game. They really kept this guy in check, including a game and what she threw three passes. Uh, so they added weapons around him as well this offseason. Uh, again, I think he's more of a QB3 option for you. That's what this tier is. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Again, added weapons, the anti-Bears. Uh, look here as Zach Wilson does have some fine targets uh, with first-round rookie uh, with a first-round rookie pick and Elijah Moore, Corey Davis returning from injury. I think Zach Wilson is, again, somebody that I'm willing to take a shot on as my QB3. And then finally, Jared Goff, 13.9 fantasy points per game in 2021. But if you want a little bit of icing on that cake, even without TJ Hawkinson, when Amon Ra St. Brown got going, Jared Goff had nine passing touchdowns and averaged 17.5 fantasy points per game the last four weeks of the season. Now, is that last month, is that repeatable? I'm not sure, but they added DJ Chark. They gave him a little more, bit more weapons there. Hopefully you'll have a healthy TJ Hawkinson. And as much as he is probably the most unsexy guy on this list, when you're talking about Tua, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, I think Jared Goff has a shot um, to put up some decent numbers. That's why I kept him in this tier, as opposed to uh, the kind of the old busted tier coming up next in tier nine. To wrap this thing up, tier nine, 26 through 29, you have Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, and then the final tier is the group of quarterbacks that will be replaced midseason. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota. Of that group, you know, again, they're ranked that way accordingly. I think Wentz, Mills, those guys might have a, a shot to at least remain the starters. Uh, same with Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield, potentially. But that's why I haven't broken out into those tiers. That's all you need to know about those guys. I'm not going to dive into that anymore for you. So there are the tiers, those 32 quarterbacks that I have for you. Let's dive into some strategy. In one QB leagues. I will say this off the top. We have gotten to the point where everyone knows how to play fantasy football, at least at a at an above average efficiency. Rarely do you see, unless you're in the home leagues where literally no one watches football uh, except the Super Bowl, you're not seeing quarterbacks taken 
in round one. You're not usually even seeing them taken in round two most of the times. But those quarterback values now that you can find even in round six compared to what this looked like, I don't know, six, seven years ago, that's shifted. I've definitely always been in the opinion like, hey, I'll see you in round 13, right? I'll grab a quarterback then. I don't care who it is because I can just flush all these guys through my roster nonstop and I'll burn two roster spots on a quarterback. Who cares? I'm not saying I'm committed to taking the likes of a Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow for sure based off their mid-round or early mid-round ADPs, but I definitely think it needs to be something that you kept on your radar. Overall, though, for me, in a 1QB league, I want to get a quarterback if, uh, as long as they I don't have to take them earlier than round six. I want to get a quarterback inside my top four tiers. So that's Josh Allen, obviously, all the way down to the Burrow Stafford deck. If I can get one of those guys as my starter, I'm good to go. If I miss on those top 11 quarterbacks for me, then I'm pretty much out. Uh, I think Trey Lance is the obvious guy. Like, well, he's got the most upside. That's fine. But the problem is he's going ahead of some of these guys that are just in my top 11. So you can use Trey Lance as the wild card if you want. But beyond that, if I miss on my top 11, I'll see you later. I'm streaming. I'll grab one of these guys later. One of my tier five quarterbacks, Lance Cousins, Rogers Carr. If they'll be there later on, I'll just grab one of those guys and then I'll catch you later. In a two QB league or super flex, obviously this changes the game. We all know that dynasty leagues are primarily super flex. I don't need to preach to the choir here. Where's the line though for me? For me, there are 15 quarterbacks that I feel really happy about as my QB one, even in a super flex league. Again, that's Josh Allen, but it goes a little bit further to that Lance Cousins, Rogers Carr tier. If I can get Derek Carr as my starter in one QB league, I'm obviously going to be stacked elsewhere. Uh, I feel good about that. I'm I'm fine taking that. If, however, one of my my QB one is one of those Cousins Rogers Carr type of players, I'm going to prioritize that QB two just a little bit more. I want my QB two to be no worse than that tier of Fields, Lawrence, Tannehill, Winston. That's about it. I don't want to be counting on the Tua, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff tier if I can avoid it, especially if I didn't invest early in my QB1. So that's really where it's at there when you're talking about Superflex and where the line is for this season. Last thing I'll tell you on this, and this is a little bit of an adjustment, especially for Dynasty players. For re- In Dynasty, I could give a rat's rear end on what bye week these guys have. I don't care. I'm never looking at it. I guess when I'll see it. When the week comes up, I'll deal with it then. Not worried. In redraft, though, it's obviously a different game. And this is the only time, really, though, that I'm ever going to pay attention to bye weeks is in my two QB or super flex leagues. And one morning I will tell you guys is week nine and week 14. And if you stay tuned into the SmackDown, I'll keep you updated uh, so you won't be caught off guard when this happens. But week nine and week 14, there are six teams on bye in those two weeks. Six teams on bye in weeks nine and 14. And there are some good quarterbacks off in those weeks as well. When you look at, uh, you got Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson off uh, that week. You also have Trey Lance off in week nine, week 14. You're looking at, uh, those aren't good quarterbacks. You're looking at Aaron Rodgers uh, and uh, Jameis Winston, startable guys. So if you are in a two quarterback, two quarterback or super flex league, just pay attention. Make sure that uh, you're being intentional about looking at those bye weeks. Because again, it's not something that dynasty owners or even one QB players are generally looking at uh, in your on draft day. All right. Few other hot button topics we'll dra- dive into as we wrap up the quarterback preview for 2022. 
I have avoids, targets, favorite late round options, and of course, those highest upside dart throws. Uh, my biggest avoids, I got three of them. Number one for me is Jalen Hurts. His ADP right now, and again, it's early August, this ADP will flush out. Uh, but Jalen Hurts' ADP, according to Fantasy Ball Calculator, is the middle of the fifth round, and he's QB6 off the board. As a refresher, I have Jalen Hurts at QB8. Not a big not a big difference there between, between six and eight in a ranking. But when you talk about his ADP of a fifth-round quarterback, no thank you. The only quarterback that I'm taking before round six is somebody in that Allen, Herbert, Lamar, Kyler range. Um, even though Jalen Hurts is in my tier three, I'm not looking to spend the price tag that I have to pay for Jalen Hurts. His rushing is great, and the upside is there. We saw it last season, just under 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's hope. That's what you're hoping for again if you take him in the fifth round. But if that's all he does and he doesn't improve his passing production, then you're not getting any return on that investment. You're lucky to break even. My number two avoid, and this is, again, a guy that I'm not avoiding because I think he's going to be bad. This is avoiding a guy because I think his price tag is too high, and that is Patrick Mahomes. I mentioned the loss of Tyree Kill when we went through the tiers. He's at the top of my tier three in QB5 uh, in my rankings, and I think based off of volume and still having Travis Kelsey and some fine other talent around him, he should be he should be good, but he won't be great. And his ADP is early third round, but when you look at the quarterbacks, he's the second quarterback off the board. When you look at rankings, he's consistently ranked number two behind Josh Allen, and I just don't see it. Uh, he was behind Allen last year, despite having a great season, and that was with Tyreek Hill. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he could replicate that. When you look at the likes of Justin Herbert and the rushing upside of Lamar and Kyler, uh, I am going to go ahead and fade Patrick Mahomes, and again, not take him until you know round seven if he's there, which he won't be. The last guy to avoid, I, I, I pooped on him a little bit already uh, going through the tiers, and that's Tua. Uh, he is not overly priced like some of those other guys, but he's still QB 16 off the board. That's in comparison to QB 21 for me in my rankings. Uh, his ADP is round 11. Again, no reason to take this man in the four, first 14 rounds of your draft um, or third to last round, really. I mean, that's where you, the only spot you should really take Tua. If you want to take a shot on the fact of a new offense with some new weaponry, that's great. Um, and for Dynasty, I have a few scratch-off tickets. I acquired them this offseason as well. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a possibility. But for redraft, you do not have to take the risk. There are plenty of other great quarterbacks out there, and Tua will be on your waiver wire, and you can spend it to go get them later if you want. But there's no reason to draft uh, Tua. Last thing, uh, one thing I'll note here before we dive into the targets, because that reminds me, I didn't put it in my strategy. I'm not burning two roster spots on a QB in a one QB league. There's no reason to do it. Uh, I've seen this plenty of times where somebody will spend a fifth round or, you know, a third or fourth or fifth round pick on a Lamar Jackson or, or, or Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, whatever. And at the very, and then towards the end of their draft, they take Trevor Lawrence, unless there's keeper value there that you should be accounting for. There is no reason in hell you should be taking two QBs. If you have a, if you have a top 10 quarterback drafted. And in my opinion, there's no way that I'm taking a second QB, even if I drafting the likes of Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Uh, I'm I'm doing everything I can to not burn an extra roster spot on a second quarterback if I can avoid it in one QB leagues. Use that spot for a high-value handcuff running back. Use that spot for a rotational waiver wire sniping option every single week. Do not spend it on a QB. There's no need to have that quarterback. Bye weeks aren't don't even start till week five or six. Uh, there's no need 
two. Sorry, I'm pretty sure it's week five. Week five. Don't don't uh, quote me on that. Uh, it's week six. So there you go. So the first five more than the first month of the season, you're not having to rotate out that quarterback. Um, and there will be plenty of other options on the wire. Do not take a second quarterback in a one QB league in your redraft leagues. So, all right, soapbox, uh, it's put away for now. Uh, moving on to my targets. I talked about it earlier the week. It's Russell Wilson, QB 10 off the board, seventh round ADP, perfect. Chef's kiss, there you go. Russell Wilson, QB 10 in ADP, QB 7 in my rankings uh, in that tier three. I feel really good about his prospects in Denver. I think this is a position where he's going to get back to the Russell Wilson we saw in the previous years. 30 touchdowns in the bag. I like the weapons with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think those are fine. I would have loved Tim Patrick to be there, but I like the news coming out with KJ Hamler off the pup list already ready to go. Uh, obviously, two great running backs in the backfield as well uh, for at Russell Wilson's disposal. And, you know, young, unproven tight ends, but I think Russell Wilson, again, will get back to fantasy goodness this year, and I love his ADP value right now. And my other target, and this is more just based off the fact that he's just a, a little bit lower and, and just a good value when you look in comparison to the peers I have him around in my ranks, it's Kirk Cousins, ADP, end of the ninth round, so early 10th round, QB 15 off the board. He's QB 13 in my rankings. Uh, really of that tier five, the Lance Cousins, Rogers Carr, again, keep reiterating this tier. Uh, you know, those guys, if I miss out on my, one of my top 11, I'll take one of those guys and I'll take whoever's the last. And most of the time that's going to be Kirk cousins. Uh, he won't get the hype because he doesn't get a shiny new weapon like, uh, like Devonte Adams. And he won't get the hype because he's not Aaron Rodgers, and his name's not Aaron Rodgers. but I think Kirk cousins is a quarterback that I go after. And I feel pretty confident to start my season with him, uh, in 2022. So there you have it. My favorite late round options, so I'm going late, 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 borderline undrafted um, are these guys. Jameis Winston, QB19. Uh, I talked about all the weapons they have there. They really just have to let the reins loose, but uh, I like that. And again, if you're waiting to the last round of your draft or uh, or what have you, that that's a nice option there. Trevor Lawrence, this is mainly for two QB leagues, uh, but I think, again, his past attempts are going to be way up there, and I expect to see a jump from him in his sophomore season. And finally, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, just to throw it out there again, first 27 starts for the Titans, 21 points per game. Uh, and then last year, just under 16 points per game. I think the change in the coaching staff there probably had an effect on Tannehill. Uh, losing A.J. Brown sucks, but I think the combination of Woods and Burks should help this offense. I like the low-key add of uh, Austin Hooper as well. So I like Tannehill there, very safe QB2 option in my opinion. I like, I like getting him. He's QB25 off the board. He almost doesn't even have an ADP. Uh, right now, the highest upside dart throws, these might be obvious, but I'm just going to throw them out there anyway. Uh, this category will probably have more weight, uh, in other positional previews, but it's Trey Lance. Uh, he's QB 13, uh, in ADPs. He's QB 12 for me. Uh, a lot of question marks, but the thing that we've seen, especially when you look at a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, it doesn't matter if you suck at throwing the ball. Uh, if he's running, then you get fancy production. And I feel like the same can be applied to Justin Fields. He's QB 20 off the board in ADP. I have him ranked at QB 17. That's just behind Deshaun Watson. So technically, I guess you could say 16 for Fields if you're going to take Watson out of your ranks uh, for 2022. Fields is definitely, I, I think you're going to know pretty damn quick. Uh, we're going to see from this Bears team right out of the gate, their schedule. Uh, they're going to be looking at uh, San Francisco, Green Bay, Houston, and the Giants. 
that first month, yes, there's some good teams in there and some good defenses. I think, but I think we're going to see if this offense is able to move the ball, if they're able to rely on Justin Fields and let him be Justin Fields, uh, then fantasy owners are going to be happy. If you don't see that out of the first couple of games, bail. I know those are good defenses, San Francisco, Green Bay, bail. Uh, there will be other options in your one QB leagues. So there you have it. Quick, to the point, killing the quarterback position for you for 2022. Appreciate you guys listening to this show. I'm going to break running backs into two parts next week. So be sure to tune in for that. Fantasy Football Smackdown again. Dynasty Warzone feed. Stay subscribed. Stay tuned in. Not just the Smackdown, but the War Games. You got Dallas killing it with his content. And I'm looking forward to uh, tuning back in with him. The Rookie Rundown. And of course, Memphis is Jerry, as always, on the Dynasty Warzone. Every single Wednesday, pretty much for eternity, I think they said, is their contract length. Uh, but... For myself, at Kyle Month 8, appreciate you listening to today's show. Again, if you're in Canton, Ohio next week, Canton, Ohio next week, for the Fantasy Football Expo, come check me out. I'll keep mentioning that next week as well. But hit me up on Twitter. If you want to meet up, it'll be good to hang out with you boys. Otherwise, enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you next week with the Running Back Preview. I'll see you.